Hey there, welcome to BSing with Brandy, where my mission is to help you get shit done. I'm your host, Brandy Good, and today I'm going to share some quotes with you that have been particularly helpful throughout my entrepreneurial journey. I thought this topic would be nice to dive into close to Valentine's Day, which is when this episode will be coming out. Uh, February also happens to be National Heart Month, and Valentine's Day is also National Organ Donor Day. So anyone who's been following me for a while will know that these topics are highly personal to me and play a very significant role in how my business was formed and has been shaped over the last eight years. Now, I want to encourage you to share your own meaningful quotes with me, so please feel free to comment or send me a message or an email. I'd love to hear from you and what quotes have meant the most in your business. I have six quotes that I'm going to share with you. Uh, Most of them are by women. I don't know if that is meaningful, but I thought it was interesting. So let's dive into these quotes. So number one is Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers. Um, I believe that's also the title of the book she's written, (laughs) which um, I've read bits and pieces of, but not all the way through. Now this quote, I wanted to talk about this one first because it's the one that I still struggle with the most. Um, The funny thing is, is that I probably uh, struggle with this the least in business, but the most in personal life. (laughs) So what this quote means to me is basically the, the whole idea that in order to grow, you have to be out of your comfort zone. If you are uncomfortable, that means you are growing and it's good to feel uncomfortable. And there are plenty of times where I feel uncomfortable in business, but it's funny that it's not necessarily something that that stops me. Um, with there like there are certainly some exceptions to that but a lot of the things that happen in business tend to be kind of smaller fear-based things like oh if i put this out there are people going to laugh at me that's the kind of thing that when it comes to business now i tend not to worry about that as much now Personally, if I had to put myself out there just as me, as Brandy Good, having nothing to do with my business, and it was something like brand new for me or out of left field, I would struggle with that a lot. But when it comes to business, the um, the the big kind of fearful moments in my business have often come when I needed to pivot. Uh, what I'm doing, how I'm making my money, and I've done that a couple times. And I'm hoping that this time I've finally hit on the thing (laughs) that, um, you know, kind of is the center of that Venn diagram 
between what I like to do and what people need and what I can charge money for, Um, (laughs) which hasn't always been the case in my business. Um, Sometimes I had the, oh, I can charge money for this and people need it, but I hate it. And then sometimes it was, I like this and people want it, but nobody will pay for it. So I've, I've kind of had all combinations. Now I feel like I've hit on, I've hit on a good one. Um, but when it comes to, um, these big pivots, they do often take me longer to make than they should. And it's that whole fear thing. And the fear thing almost always for me boils down to what will people think? Um, if I'm switching my business model or switching to a different service, are they going to think that I'm doing it because I failed at the other thing? And if I failed at the other thing, well, obviously I must be a big failure and it doesn't matter what I do going forward. Um, it's going to suck. So that that's the, um, I think someone calls them mind monkeys. <laughs> I think I've heard that phrase before. Um, those are the kinds of things when I'm making big changes in my business. Um, the other one that's come up recently that I won't get into too much detail about, um, because I can't at the moment, but it, um, something has come up that might change my day-to-day, um, business-wise. Um, so I have, like, a routine that I like that is comfortable, (laughs) the keyword, um, and now I'm being challenged to maybe do more, work longer hours, as long as, um, health-wise I can, um, be a bit more accountable about things. And so that, that was quite a stressful decision I had to make. And so I'm like 95% there. So I'm good now. Uh, but so that was not fear of what other people would think, but fear of changing my, my comfortable state of being right now. Um, so that's quote number one. Quote number two is, life is tough, my darling, but so are you. And that's by Stephanie Bennett Henry. Uh, So this, there, there were quite a few quotes that actually kind of spoke to me about, um, you know, being able to get through things and finding your inner strength and things like that. And this was the the one I typically always came back to. Um, I don't know why. Maybe it was just because my darling, I liked that. (laughs) Um, But the idea, and this isn't just for business, but in life too, I've always kind of had the idea or believed in the idea that obstacles are put in your path in order to provide you with an opportunity to learn or to grow. Um, Typically, I want to say like for the most part, um, I've always been able to look at some sort of challenge, maybe not 
right in the middle <laughs> of whatever is going on. But coming out towards the end of it, um, I've always been able to go, okay, so what, what have I learned from this? Uh, what, what can I do better? Or if it's something that could happen again, um, what can I change so that the next time this happens, it's not as bad or I handle it better? Um, things like that. So I, I just like the, the idea that no matter what life tosses at me, whether it's business or personal, um, I can handle it. <laughs> and that's, it's kind of a lesson that I've had multiple times in my life so far and probably, you know, will have again and again because that's what happens to us in life. Things get thrown at us <laughs> and we have to, we have to deal with it. It's just shit you have to get through and you have to learn from, hopefully. Uh, you, sh you can always get through it. Ideally, you're learning from it. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think, yeah, that's all I have to say about that one. <laughs> so let's go on to the next quote. So number three. Uh, is take care of yourself first. You can't pour from an empty cup. Now, I don't know who said this exact phrase. There is a very similar quote that was said by Eleanor Brown. It had to do with like empty vessel. So I think somebody took her quote and just kind of tweaked it. But my Google foo failed me in finding out who, who it was that um, actually said it exactly that way, um, which I really love. Um, I prefer the idea of a cup over a vessel. Um, there was something about like tea and coffee <laughs> that really spoke to me. <laughs> um, yeah, and so this was a big one um, that really impacted me when my husband was sick uh, because at first, I, I spent so much time worrying about him, um, putting everything he needed first, that I ended up sick. And when I say sick, I mean like physically sick and mentally sick, <laughs> um, which is kind of interesting that we're talking about this now. It's because I'm recording this of course, before Valentine's, the week of Valentine's Day when this is coming out. Um, but we've just had Bell Let's Talk Day. And so for any of you who don't know, um, Bell Let's Talk Day is a day to raise awareness about mental health issues. And uh, it's, a, it's a day that they're encouraging people to open up about mental health struggles. Um, and the idea is to end the stigma and maybe just be aware of how many people at any given time are struggling with mental health and probably a lot of those people you never ever would have expected would be struggling with something. Now, back to 
uh, back on topic for a second. Um, so if you had known me during this period of, of time, um, when my husband was first sick, I think if you had just seen me, like if we just ran into each other randomly, you probably would have went, wow, like you're doing really well because I got a lot of comments about, wow, I can't believe um, how how you're dealing with this and like, it's so amazing that you're able to handle everything. But people who spent time with me on a more regular basis, like weekly or even daily, um, definitely were not getting the best me. <laughs> uh, they were getting the me that was uh, so stressed out and riddled with anxiety, unable to sleep. Uh, my diet took a, a deep nosedive and that that was the start <clears throat> excuse me, of all of my um, physical health issues with, with gut health and food sensitivities and things like that. Um, that was the beginning of the end. <laughs> and so things got so, so bad that actually I had to start seeing a counselor. And the things, when we first sat down, she started asking me, well, what are you doing to take care of yourself? Like, are you having like dedicated relaxing time? Do you meditate? Um, are you getting enough sleep? Are you making sure to spend time like with certain groups of friends or certain family members? And it, <laughs> it really, like it sounds silly now <laughs> to me saying it, but it really took me aback because I was like telling her all this stuff about my husband. There was also stuff about, about work in there. Cause I was working in nine to five at the time. Um, that was sucking my soul. Uh, and so I kept going, well, why are we talking about this? I want to talk about this situation at work or this situation with my husband's health. And she kept saying, I want to talk about you. So of course <laughs> that's what we needed to do. But it took me so long to get to the point where I was like, oh, this is why when you're on an airplane, they tell you to put your own oxygen mask on first before you help other people. Because if like if you're running out of oxygen, you can't help anyone else. You have to make sure that that you're in a position where you can where you can help other people. Where you can show up and show up as your best self or as best as you can in that moment. Um and be able to be there for the people and the situations that you need to be there for and if like I said if you are running out of oxygen that is going to be so much more difficult for you maybe impossible and the people around you are going to be like holy shit <laughs> like what's going on especially if they're depending on you for things 
uh, which for a while I was, I was much more of a, like a caregiver. That was my primary role in my house. I was the caregiver. I wasn't like a wife or a friend or a partner or anything like that. I was a caregiver. <laughs> that's, uh, that's for sure. I'm glad it's not that way anymore. But um, yeah, so like it took, it took that first round of counseling because that was not my last time. Actually, that wasn't even my first time in counseling. <laughs> but I feel like that was the first really serious time. So, um, sidebar, I have a psychology degree and, and so the idea of going to counseling is completely acceptable to me. And so I, you know, counseling is like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Even if you're not really feeling that bad, it's a good idea. Anyway, off topic. Um, so it was that round of counseling that was like, okay, I need to take care of myself first and then, and then it will be easier for me to take care of other people. And so that helped me out tremendously. And then in my business, when my physical health started to really take a toll on business activities, and in fact, in a, like a feedback loop, some of you may be aware of when your physical health goes down the toilet, it also affects your mental health. Um, and so I had that kind of starting to creep in. And as soon as I realized that, I was like, okay, stop. I'm at the point where like business, business was very busy at that point, but I had kind of reached, I don't know if it's a plateau or I'd hit a wall or I'd fallen down a hole or something, <laughs> but I needed to step back and recharge and recalibrate and get myself in order before I could actually move forward in my business. And I, I had to put a whole bunch of projects on hold. Um, I managed my existing clients as best I could, but, um, and then for those that maybe had some things held up, I just communicated with them and made sure that they knew what was going on so that if I needed to take time off, or if things were going to happen slower than before, they knew and they were very understanding. But that, so that was kind of when the first time I really had to do it for business, um, where I had to put on my, my business oxygen mask <laughs> before I put the oxygen mask on my business because we were, we were both going down. Um, so that the the one big thing the one big takeaway from that is that now um i can identify those thoughts and those feelings before they get as bad as they did that one time um so definitely taking care of yourself first is such an important an important idea and something that a lot of people, um, especially especially women, I'm just going to say it, especially women who end up taking care of um, somebody with an illness, whether it is a spouse or a child, you know, or a parent or a sibling, if 
you're acting as a primary caregiver for something um, typically and I've seen this in my own friends who are taking care of other people who are quite ill um, their own health and mental well-being starts to go down the toilet when they're not careful so remember you can't pour from an empty cup that was number three uh, number four number four and five are funny they, they go together but they're kind of opposites but I don't see them that way so number four is done is better than perfect and that was from Sheryl Sandberg now I am a perfectionist and so and it's it's all wrapped up in fear so if I put something out there I want it to be perfect because then nobody can criticize anything about it and if I can't make it perfect then it's just not going to get done because obviously it's not good enough and so um, when I'm trying to do things in business uh, especially there was there was a time this quote really really um, hit home the first time I tried to build a big signature online course um, it was so the whole process was so overwhelming and it was happening at the same time that I was dealing with health stuff so that was even worse like maybe if I tried to do this now it would go a lot smoother um but at that time uh like even though I was like okay this course I'm going to monetize my info people can just you know sign up to get this instead of doing one-on-one training or group training and small like five ten people I can get my knowledge out to more people at the same time it'll be so more efficient it will free up my time um, to focus on different things but the time it was taking to plan and develop and record and write lessons was so overwhelming and I kept trying to make every single thing perfect and you know it kind of just became apparent that well, if I try to make it perfect, it's never going to get perfect because I'm burning myself out here. So what can I do? What minimum, um, what would be called a minimum viable viable product, what could I, I create and put out there that, you know, might not be perfect, but nobody else knows that it's not perfect and I would be happy with that. <laughs> because that's the thing you have to remember. Um, you know, if you're creating something and you can tell it's not perfect because there were things you wanted to do with it or things that didn't work out quite the way you wanted, nobody else knows that. They're just looking at this thing you created and going, wow, this is fucking awesome. But they don't know about the 10 things that you weren't able to include or the one thing that you tried to do that didn't work out, you turned it into something else. They don't know that. <laughs> And so if you, if you don't tell them, as far as they're concerned, maybe it is perfect. So that was a lesson, uh, a hard learned lesson for me. And now it's definitely a daily mantra in my business. Um, just in everything I'm doing, it's like, okay, do I really need to be, you know, like, 
doing this level of detail or this much research, is it okay if it if it goes out like this? Uh, and lots of the time the answer is yes. And then you say to yourself, oh, I'll come back and tweak it later. And then you come back later and you look at it and go, eh, it's still good. <laughs> and then you never end up doing those tweaks because once you've been able to step back from it, you realize actually it's really good the way it is. So that's one that pops in my head uh, a lot uh, when it comes to business. So then quote number five, which like I said, is kind of the opposite of, you might, you might take it as the opposite of, of this, but I don't. Um, and this is one of the, one of the quotes, maybe the only quote that, um, wasn't said by a woman, but you know what? I was kind of thinking about it and I'm like, well, maybe the writer was a woman. So this was said by a fictional character. Uh, and when I say the quote, if you're familiar with the show, you'll probably know <laughs> who said it. So the quote number five is never half-ass two things, whole ass one thing. So if you are a fan of the show Parks and Rec, um, by Amy Poehler, you'll know that was Ron Swanson. Um, and that's a, a perfect, perfect way to sum up <laughs> Ron Swanson's character. And for all I know, maybe the person who wrote that line was a woman. We, I could probably find that out and maybe I will after this. Um, so that, um, that really speaks to me because in addition to being a perfectionist, I also have trouble focusing. Um, I always have, you know, like 25,000 ideas scrambling around in my brain and I want to do all of them and I want to do all of them now and I want them to be done now because I can also be very impatient. So, <laughs> um, in order to survive in business, you have to be able to focus and execute on the most important things. Otherwise your business isn't going to last. Um, and if you can't focus on the important things, then you need to hire someone who will do that for your business. And then you can be the idea person. Um, that's pretty common, maybe not in super small businesses or with, uh, sole entrepreneurships, but it's something to think about if you find that you've got squirrel brain and you have ideas but can't execute and can't focus on which one needs to be more important. And so that's the idea of this. So if you, it's better to put all your focus on one thing rather than trying to split your focus between two things. So just pick one and then go with it. Because if you whole ass that one thing, it will be better then if you got, if you half-assed two things, um, you know, neither of those things will be as good as that one thing. <laughs> I just, I just really like the phrasing of it. So whole ass one thing, but don't be a perfectionist. And having that whole ass thing done is better than having that whole ass thing perfect. So that's kind of how I, how I um, work those together. Uh, I've also found like f for so long, I just accepted the fact that I kind of had squirrel brain. And I thought, you know, cause sometimes people say, Oh, it's a sign of intelligence. 
Um, and I'm like, that's great, but it's, it sucks for adulting. Um, so once I kind of accepted the fact that those people maybe were full of shit and I could try to focus on things, I still struggle with this, but I definitely do see that when I'm able to narrow my focus on just a handful of things, like never mind being more productive, I feel so much better. Um, my to-do list is too long. Uh, it stresses me out. It doesn't even matter what's on the to-do list. If the list is just too long, I'm like, holy shit, I can't. I can't even. And then nothing gets done. So definitely narrowing your focus and just, you know, there might be a project that you really want to get done, but it's just not as important as, you know, this other project over here. You just got to deal with it. <laughs> you just got to suck it up um, and just work on that thing that's that's more important. And in the end, in the end, it will be better. So that brings us to the last quote, um, which is probably the, the newest quote that I've kind of added to my um, my rotating brain quotes <laughs> that I say to myself a lot, um, or that I have on like my phone screen or my desktop background or, or things like that. Um, which a lot of you will probably be familiar with, especially, uh, recently, everything is figure outable. And that's Marie Forleo. And of course, that's a quote that she has said, um, all throughout her business and she just wrote a book called um, everything is figure outable there was a like kind of mastermind coaching program that went along with it everything is figure outable formula uh, which I think I've talked about in a past episode but when I heard her say everything is figure outable and she tells a story about her mom fixing I think it was a Tropicana orange clock um, I was kind of like, yeah, like that's like my motto, <laughs> especially in business because, you know, people come to me with issues and they're like, I can't get this to work or I can't get these th two things to work together or here's my problem. I don't know which thing to pick. And I'm like, all right, let's figure it out. Let's, let's get her done. <laughs> but there's my Canadian coming out. Um, so I just like that everything is figure outable. It's short, it's sweet. Uh, everyone understands what it means when you say it. Um, and so I apply it to pretty much everything I do in my business, but it's also like a really good mantra for your, for your life. Um, and it, it is, if you kind of tell yourself, like no matter what kind of situation you're in, no matter what's going on, you can figure it out. This, it doesn't necessarily mean that the solution will be one that you like, but it'll be a solution that's going to solve your problem. And in the end, you know, that's what you got to do. <laughs> but you can figure it out. Um, and if you can't see the solution, you know, maybe somebody else can see it for you. Um, whether that's, you know, actually in a business sense, hiring someone to do it, or in a personal sense, just simply talking about whatever's going 
on with someone um, and just maybe their their viewpoint or the way they're coming at it, they can see something you don't. So those are the the six quotes that, like I said, kind of rotate through my brain on a very regular basis and that they kind of like keep me going and are the things that have either got me through really tough times in business or speak to me because they they refer back to something um, really impactful that happened to me. So again, if one of these quotes is one of your favorite quotes, or if you have other quotes that um, you hold really close to your heart, please feel free to share them with me. I would love to hear um, from any of you that want to share. So that wraps up today's episode of BSing with Brandy. And if you enjoyed this topic, you can find more like it at bsingwithbrandy.com along with show notes and links to any of the resources that I mentioned today. While you're there, feel free to subscribe to future episodes on the platform of your choice. There's a bunch uh, linked there. And I wish you all the best getting shit done this week.